Welcome to another Veterinary Team Training Podcast. My name is Amy Newfield, and I'm both the host and owner of Vet Team Training. Please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at VetTeamTraining.com. In this second episode of Shit You Shouldn't Have to Put Up With, I'm going to talk about bullying. It's simply shit you shouldn't have to put up with, especially as an adult. I mean, I don't give permission to children for bullying ever, but kids are kids, and sometimes they don't know what it means to hurt someone or they're not sure that their actions or the behaviors is actually bullying. We're freaking adults. Are you serious that I'm in my 40s at this point and I just recently got bullied not that long ago by a colleague on social media? Bullying is ever present. It never goes away and every person on the planet has experienced some level of bullying. Some more than others, absolutely. When I was a kid growing up, I got bullied an awful lot. I did have friends, but I was a bit of a nerd. I'm proud of being a nerd now. But when I was a kid, being a nerd was really uncool. Like most nerds today, as kids, they're not considered cool. They're still the cool kids. They're still the nerd kids. And the nerd kids, unfortunately, inevitably get bullied a little bit more than the popular kids. And it's unfortunate. I had a variety of nicknames. Uh, But the one that really stuck out to me was Brainy Amy. First of all, it doesn't really rhyme at all, but I think they thought it rhymed at the time and they would walk through the hallways and go, Brainy Amy, Brainy Amy. And when you're a kid in middle school, that's devastating. People are chanting a nickname at you, which they have assigned to you. And they are basically saying that you're being smart or you're putting your nose in a book and you being focused on your studies is bad. They're making fun of you for trying to educate yourself. And as a kid, it's all consuming. You go home, you cry, you're sad. And in when I was a kid growing up, we didn't have the internet. I don't honestly know how kids deal with it today because it would be all consuming all the time. At least I could get away from it. I could go home. There was nobody screaming brainy Amy down my street or in my own house. And so that bullying stopped. It would only persist when I was at school and then the bullying would stop when I was home. And again, I certainly don't give permission for kids to bully each other, but this is where education is key because they are ignorant. Maybe they had this experience in their own home life or maybe they saw another kid do it, but this is where teachers are integral, parents are key, mentors abound, and we can educate kids on why this is inappropriate behavior and why it is offensive. And we have to start when they're young and keep on coaching them about kindness and keep on coaching them about anti-bullying and keep on coaching them about building resiliency because we can't delude ourselves that there's never going to be a bully. There's always a bully. Again, as I said just recently, I was bullied myself. And I do think it's harder for us as adults to understand why bullying occurs or deny that it even exists because after all, Bullying usually is assigned as a term to younger kids, to little kids who don't know any better. But yet here I was as an adult in my 40s being bullied on social media a lot. In fact, I had numerous people wish I would die. So the extent of which the bullying got out of control, I think surprised me. And the ironic part about it is I jumped into a conversation to stop bullying and then I was the victim of it. And I don't have any regrets about it. It was a social media post in which somebody was trying to be funny. That person 
recounted what was supposed to be a funny story between them and their colleague. Their colleague said something and this individual pointed out how stupid it was. And in this particular video, this individual went on and on about how they couldn't believe that they worked with this person, how, how dumb of a comment it was, and are you serious? But they also repeated multiple times that this really did happen. This person really was that stupid. And this person really did say something that dumb. The social media comments under this particular post were out of control. They were, this person should have their veterinary technician degree removed. They shouldn't even be in the industry. This person should get fired. Are you serious? You're working with such an idiot. They were pretty terrible. And so I decided to come to this individual's defense. I didn't know this person. I just thought, my goodness, if they're reading this, they're probably really struggling because they're currently being bullied. So I decided to post a comment and I started off the comment by simply saying, I wasn't sure if the post was real or not, but if it was actually real, I was very concerned by not only the post itself because it was flat out bullying, but I was also very concerned about all the bullying comments and I was disappointed in the veterinary professionals that had, had mentioned that this person should be fired or was stupid or should never work in veterinary medicine. Now you would think in normal circumstance, in a normal healthy adult world, people would say, oh my gosh, you're right. I didn't even see this as bullying. We were just jumping on the bandwagon. But here's the thing with bullies is it's almost like a lynch mob mentality. Once one person starts screaming, brainy, Amy, another one finds it funny and goes, brainy, Amy. And the next thing you know, you have 10 or 15 or 20 people all screaming the same thing. So suffice to say, in me posting this one comment that was supposed to highlight how we were all acting inappropriately on this particular post, what ended up happening was a lynch mob mentality. I got attacked and I didn't just get attacked by the people who had posted in the comment section. I actually got an entire post dedicated to me and how horrible I was as an individual for trying to ruin fun and how I needed to lighten up. And there are times in life where, yes, we have to admit there's almost too much sensitivity. But there are times in life where, yeah, bullying is bullying, whether you think it's funny or not. When you are poking fun at someone over and over and saying that they should quit veterinary medicine, they should have their license removed, they should get fired, that's bullying. And unfortunately, the individuals who were in this lynch mob coming after me, telling me that I was no fun Phoebe. Also, I'm sorry to all the Phoebes and the Karens and the um, Debbie Downers, all of those names, you know, inevitably, uh, Brainy Amy's. I'm sorry for those individuals as well. Uh, I think every, a lot of names get picked on, but no fun Phoebe being called no fun Phoebe was definitely one of my most interesting bullying terms ever applied to me. Uh, but again, people legitimately told me that they wish I would just die over the fact that I posted that I was concerned about the individual who was being talked about in this post. Oh, the irony. So what is bullying? Bullying essentially is unwanted aggressive behavior, usually, again, amongst school children, but it does exist in all of our veterinary workplace. 
It involves a real or a perceived power imbalance. The behavior is repeated. It has a potential to be repeated over time. And essentially, adults who bully, they use their power. They like to talk down to someone. And maybe it's an insecurity from their own childhood or even their adulthood. But it is definitely an imbalance of power. In this particular social media post, the individual was saying how they were better than, that they shouldn't have to deal with the stupidity of this individual that they work with. And so bullying of any kind is absolutely just an ability of that individual to try to gain power over another person. That's really what it is. But there are three types of bullying. You have your verbal bullying. And so this can be your teasing, Brainy Amy. Name calling, no fun Phoebe. Loved that one who called me that. Thank you so much. I'll take it. Um, inappropriate sexual comments, taunting, threatening to cause harm in some sort of way. But then you have social bullying. So social bullying is often also referred to as relational bullying. And it involves hurting someone's reputation or their relationship. Um, so where we see social bullying is adults being left out on purpose of a social event or telling one person, don't be friends with that new veterinarian or don't be friends with that new technician. They're not gonna last long here. They're you know, not great at their job. Spreading rumors about someone is certainly social bullying as well, or embarrassing someone purposely so in public. And then the last bullying type is physical bullying. And I'd hate to say that we don't see this in adults, but we do. And so hitting, kicking, pinching, spitting, tripping, pushing, uh, taking things. We see this in veterinary medicine. Unfortunately, I've worked in veterinary hospitals where when someone doesn't like somebody else, maybe they take something. Maybe it's a personal belonging. Ooh, slashing of tires, right? breaking someone's things on purpose as if to hurt them, uh, making mean or rude hand gestures. All of those are physical bullying. And when we look at the prevalence of workplace bullying for adults, According to the Workplace Bullying Institute at workplacebullying.org, adult Americans, about 30% suffer abusive conduct at work. 20% are privy to witnessing it. And roughly 49% of the workplace environment actually says that they're affected by bullying. Now, 66% are aware that workplace bullying happens. So that's a staggering statistic when you think about it. That is roughly two thirds of the people in your workplace who say, yeah, we're aware that workplace bullying happens and 50% roughly are actually affected by it. And so that is a high statistic. And now when we look at human nursing statistics, because there aren't really a lot of veterinary statistics out there, the statistics are staggering. Roughly 21% of all human registered nurse turnover can be attributed to bullying. That's crazy. 34% uh, of nurses who are bullied consider leaving the profession altogether. 36% of calls to, again, that Workplace Bullying Institute are actually just from nurses alone, more than any other profession. Crazy, right? 48% uh, of graduate nurses actually are afraid of that they're going to experience workplace bullying. 60% of new nurses leave their first jobs within six months because some form of verbal or physical or harsh treatment of bullying from a colleague has occurred. And this is really staggering. 85% 
of registered nurses have been verbally abused by another nurse. Now, it's staggering to me, but when we correlate that to veterinary medicine, I believe that statistic to be very true as far as veterinary technicians and nurses go. And I would say it's not far off in my opinion when it comes to all veterinary medical professionals within our workplace environment. And isn't that sad? 85% of registered nurses have been verbally abused by another nurse. Do you think that that same statistic exists in veterinary medicine? Again, I am one of those individuals who falls most recently in that statistic, but it's not the only time I've been bullied in my profession. So let's talk about how to deal with the bullies in our workplace, deal with the bullies in our industry, because they're always going to be there. It is sad that the bully doesn't realize what harm they are doing. And it's funny because a lot of bullies, when you talk to them, when you have these one-on-one -on -one conversations with them, they don't even, they don't recognize that what they're doing is harming another individual. They think that they are just pointing out someone else's inadequacies that need to be pointed out. They are pointing out how this person is failing, but the method at which they're pointing it out, that's where the bullying is happening. If you have, say, a veterinary technician who is struggling in your workplace environment, they're new, they are not, you're not thriving in their skills. You can handle this one of two ways. You can handle this professionally where someone takes this person under their wing and helps to coach them. And they actually, their manager has a performance development plan. And we deal with that where the bullying comes into play is the people who are gossiping about that individual or telling other people. And this happens all the time. It's one of my pet peeves where they pull the doctors and say, aside and say, if you need help, just reach out to me. Don't reach out to her because she is terrible at X, Y, and Z. That's bullying. This is unprofessional, but yet it occurs in our workplace all the time. We have this sort of lynch mob mentality. And then yes, you know what? <laughs> Gossipers get together and they love the gossiping and they love the negativity. And it forms a sense of unity to all bond around this person that they hate, this person that they dislike. If we go back to my own story on social media, it was such a lynch mob mentality because once one person picked up the picket fork and they realized that other people were going to follow, the voices just got louder until eventually death was wished upon me. And in our veterinary hospitals, we see it until no one wants to work with the new person. They're all talking about the individual behind their back. And then eventually someone starts to make actual snide comments to that person. Totally uncool. But that's what bullying does. And so we see this sabotage of a coworker's performance, again, including those rumor spreads. We see that hurtful teasing, name calling, or even pranks that are pulled on someone. Like, oh, I'm just gonna move their food out of their fridge and put it on the table. And they're gonna wonder, why is it on the table? Okay, what are you doing that for? <laughs> I'm gonna let their food spoil. Why would you do that? Well, because after all, they did X, Y, and Z. Intimidation certainly caused, uh, causing self-imposed exclusion or forcing that victim to do something against his or her will. We see this a lot of times when someone is struggling with say burnout and there's a peer pressure and a bullying to stay later, to do more and how dare you, you're not, you're not good enough. That is still bullying, especially when someone's already given their all. And so what can we do in our veterinary hospital? One, 
we have to recognize that it exists, okay? It's not gonna go away. Bullies are out there. Unfortunately, we can't convert all the bullies to non-bullying people. They're, they're not gonna change. They don't even realize a lot of times that what they're doing is wrong. They just are a bully. As anyone in leadership, you have to take bullying reports seriously. Even if managers do recognize that bullying behavior exists, there may be hesitation to actually address the behavior because it's a he said, she th said thing. So, and here's the worst part. What happens if that bully happens to be a very productive or profitable individual for the hospital? How do we handle that? I mean, if you have, say, a high-grossing surgeon who's screaming at their staff all the time, which I've worked in plenty of those hospitals, unfortunately, uh, what do you do? How do you handle that if their behavior is not going to change? But unfortunately, an organization has to have a zero-tolerance policy, a zero-tolerance attitude around bullying, no matter who that bully is or how high up they are in the organization's hierarchy. If we allow the surgeon to continue, even if they grow, say, three quarters of a million dollars for the hospital every year, what does that say to the rest of the team? It's okay to be belligerent and argumentative and yell at your team and tell them that they suck? That's okay to do? It's not. And so unfortunately, we really wanna make sure that any bullying reports we address it, we figure out how, whether or not it's valid or not valid, and we figure out how we can coach this individual so it doesn't happen again. And if you are the person who's relaying the incident, either out of concern because it happened to you directly or you witnessed this particular event, one of the best suggestions I can offer to you is stay unemotional and stay with the facts. This is really hard. You know, when I was getting attacked on social media and it was a good mm, three to five days of my life of just being attacked over and over, people saying they hate me, variety of other things. Um, I had to try to stay as unemotional as possible and remember what the real facts were. The real facts are that I came to someone's aid. The real facts were that I did not participate in the bullying. If you are a victim of bullying, or again, you're a witness to it, staying unemotional and factual when relaying this behavior to your leadership is going to allow you a little bit more credibility. And ideally, it's also gonna force management to take the report seriously. Unfortunately, no matter whether or not it's a woman or a man that you're relaying this information to, when you add in a lot of heated emotions or sadness or grief or anger, this is going to muddle the facts. It's just the way it is. We should have the ability to be able to cry and share our real selves and really share the feelings that we're having regarding this, this incident. But unfortunately, when we do that, our leadership, any leadership, any human being is only going to see the emotions and they're going to struggle to hear the facts. Make sure that you have detailed documentation. Write it down. What's the date? What's the time? What's the name of the actual individuals involved? What do you recollect? What was this? And if the victim relays the impact the behavior has on his or her performance or the performance of the other individuals, it will hopefully help the leadership in the hospital understand the impact of the bullying behavior. Now, if you're in a leadership role and someone comes to you, you need to respond very quickly and decisively of all reports to bullying. We need to conduct an investigation immediately. It has to be taken seriously. Even if names aren't provided, we need to let others in the company and the hospital know that we're dealing with this action and what the consequences were. 
bullies need to know that there are real consequences for their behavior. And the hospital's commitment to this happy, positive, respectful workplace environment can't just be talk. It has to be with swift, decisive, you're on probation, or here's how we're handling this, or you need to take a course in or this is going into your employee report, or you're now on a performance development plan action. We don't need to just avoid the situation because unfortunately, any type of avoidance by the hospital is just going to showcase that, well, anyone can get away with bullying. It doesn't matter if we are rude or mean to each other. And if you're in a leadership role, take the initiative to train yourself on how to handle bullies and how to be compliant in your workplace environment and how to be fair. But all of the training and communication that you give to yourself is not gonna impact the culture of your hospital if the leadership in that hospital doesn't actually support what is being taught to you. If you just keep letting, oh, well, you know, it's only one offense, slide, that's gonna continue to allow it to slide. Really, all leaders need to walk the talk and demonstrate that in this hospital, we want respectful behaviors. We're gonna treat everybody with kindness. We don't tolerate bullying. And we have to be on the lookout for all those types of bullying. And then the very last thing that we can do in terms of managing bullies is to manage ourselves. Remember your own truth. Remember to look inside yourself. You know, in that moment on social media that went on for three to five days of my life and, and at the time really made me want to vomit. I could not believe that this was this out of control over something that I tried to do good in. I had to realize my own truth, which was I'm not the bully. I came to someone else's aid. These individuals are out of control. These individuals are the bully. I am the good person in this conversation. I know who I am and I would do it all over again if I had to. And that's hard because in that moment you think, I'll never come to the defense of anyone else again. Just forget this. But you know what? I would because I know who I am as an individual. It's not who I stand for and it's not who I want to see the profession stand for. When I see hundreds of, of countless comments talking about how they want this person to get fired or they think this person is stupid or bullying after bullying, I am going to be that person in this organization, in this hospital, in this company, in the entire industry to say, whoa, you guys need to back off. And if they come after me, I'm going to be okay with it. It hurts. It absolutely hurts. Are you kidding me? Everybody wants people to like each other, but it does absolutely sting when people are telling you to die. No fun, Phoebe. You're the worst person in the whole world. You're what's wrong with the industry. I'm what's wrong with the industry. That was one of my favorite ones too. Um, take all of it, take it all on and realize that they are the problem, not you. You know who you are and always live your life with the kindness that you want others to have in their hearts. You're not going to change all the bullies. Bullies are going to exist until unfortunately we all depart the earth. Um, but until that moment, I am going to be that person to defend against the bullies and I'm going to help others who are bullied and I'm going to continue to be bullied. And I guess at this point in my mid forties, I'm going to embrace it because I know who I am as an individual 
and I'm going to make sure that we have as healthy of a profession as possible. So thank you for listening to this episode of shit you shouldn't have to put up with because honestly, bullying is shit. We shouldn't have to put up with it, but it turns out it exists if you're a little kid and it exists if you're an adult. So we can all do our part by recognizing it, helping each other, and being the kindest human beings we can because life is tough enough. Thank you, and please check out all my other amazing blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. And thank you, and to keep on being a unicorn. Thank <laughs> you.